This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. They called us deplorables. We're not gonna take it. They shut down our country. No, we ain't gonna take it. They say our thoughts are disinformation. is our response, The Rob Carson Show. And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday, 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 Friday. Welcome to the show. Uh, Hope you've had a good week. Uh, I've had a good week. Been up since about 4 o'clock this morning. Listen, I had so much time this morning before the show, I actually made banana bread. I know, I know. How many radio hosts do you know who uh, get up in the morning uh, and during their show prep make banana bread? And it's ridiculous Banana bread, by the way. I mean, woo! I'm going to post the recipe on social media. It's uh, boom, boom. So uh, anyway, been up, uh, got up early, couldn't sleep, had a lot of stuff on the plate, and uh, a lot of uh, just kind of crazy stuff happening in the world. We're going to get into uh, these uh, charges that could be filed against Hunter Biden. Yeah, he's going to go to jail. That's a good one. I mean, wow, that's fantastic. Uh, Also... Kanye West. I watched the interview last night, Kanye West. And uh, there is, that's a powerful interview, and it's it's going to be incredibly, incredibly impactful in the history of American politics. And I'm going to explain why and how it's echoing things that I've been saying my entire career about uh, the inner city black community. And I'm hoping that this could be such an epic turning point. Uh, that could really turn the country around uh, and, and, and the trajectory of the black community with regard to inner city. I think it's amazing. Uh, some of the things he said last night are uh, remarkable with regard to abortion, with regard to uh, his marriage and the state of marriage and divorce for men in America and some of the things that uh, our men have to endure a lot of the times when uh, when we're married and uh, and when we get divorced. Nothing against the women. I'm married to one. I love her very much. I plan on spending the rest of my life with her, and I think she feels the same way. Please. So uh, we've got that. Uh, we've got Russell Brand, the comedian, used to be left, 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 left of center. And now he's not really, uh, he's not really right of center. He's just right. Yeah. Because you know what? You don't need to be a hardcore conservative or a you know, hardcore leftist. Uh, you got to have common sense and you got to kind of know what's right. 
And, uh, and he and, and people like Bill Maher, they're actually maybe the extremity of how far the left has dragged the country has made them realize, wow, things are a little nuts. Maybe, how about we just have some common sense rather than going along with the mob? So that's coming up. But I do want to ask a serious question for just a moment here. And I've been talking to you about uh, the indignities that we are suffering as people, as uh, MAGA Republicans, as American citizens with regard to the southern border, with regard to fentanyl, with regard to 107,000 overdose deaths, 70% of them fentanyl last year, and the, uh, the President of the United States and the Biden administration is doing nothing about it with regard to COVID lockdowns, COVID mandates, COVID vaccine requirements, COVID passports, all of that nonsense, all of the people who have been fired because of it. Those are abuses and usurpations. Those are indignities. These are indignities that they are forcing you to suffer. I've said the Democrat Party, they're, they, they're just like uh, the uh, people used to when they had their dogs. If the dog crapped in the house, the person thought it was some idiots thought it was a good idea to rub their dog's nose in it because that would teach them a lesson. Doesn't teach them a lesson. They don't even remember doing it, and they don't understand why they're, you're rubbing their nose in it. Well, that's what the Democrats are doing to you. They make the messes, they rub your nose into it, and expect you to be penitent for it. So the Biden administration that got rid of the Keystone XL Pipeline. And by the way, the people who were put out of business, who worked at the Keystone XL Pipeline, they have not been retrained in green energy. They have been forgotten. They've had to go out on their own. Oh, and I hope the same could be said for the uh, the 66 abortion clinics that are no longer uh, working. Although I would say it would be much more healthy and uh, and be more desirable. Maybe I could be wrong, unless you go over to China. But to have a, a welder... Uh, backhoe operator, uh, you know, whatever on your resume, uh, other than just, I killed babies for a long time. Uh, you know, if you go to Russia or, you know, yeah, Russia probably take you right now. China, boom, you're in. I mean, you don't even have to talk Chinese. Wait, you, hold on. You kill babies? All right, hold Hey, we'll call you. We'll call you. All right, all right. Send me your resume. Boom. Uh, so the Biden administration, speaking of indignities, is preparing to ease sanctions on the socialist regime of Venezuela. Uh, and if you may recall, and nobody else has said this, uh, a couple of weeks ago, it was discovered that Venezuela is emptying its prisons so that murderers, rapists, the worst people in human history can come to the United States. So not only is uh, Venezuela bending us over and eh, 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 the United States of America... Then Joe Biden says, thank you, sir. Can I have another? And says, you know, we can't get anything from uh, Saudi Arabia. So we're going to go to this vicious regime that everybody knows uh, is the result of an ungodly fraudulent election in 2018. Kind of like what happened here in 2020. And I'm not kidding about that either, by the way. But now the Biden administration in talks with the rogue socialist regime, which will enrich the people in charge of that country like it did the last regime. Hugo Chavez was the leader of Venezuela before. You know who the richest person in Venezuela is? Hugo Chavez's daughter. I don't believe she lives there anymore. But she got a billion dollars that was uh, scammed and schemed and stolen 
from the Venezuelan people. And those are the people that Joe Biden wants to do business with. Those are the people that the Democrat Party wants to do, to do uh, business with. He went over, Joe Biden went over to Saudi Arabia. He suffered an indignity on the American population by talking real big when he was here. Talking real big, oh, yeah, they're a murderous regime. They killed a journalist. Oh, they are. And then he goes over and he fist pumps the leader of Saudi Arabia, and he begs for oil. He says, no, no, I was over there talking about Middle Eastern stuff. I was talking about whatever. He doesn't know anything about it. Donald Trump is the man who came up with the Abraham Accords. Donald Trump was the man who made things happen over there. Donald Trump is the man who should have a freaking Nobel Prize. But what they decided to do is they saw this weak, feeble-minded old fool who has been a government bureaucrat for his entire life and has accomplished nothing. And when he moved to Washington, D.C., the same problems that afflict America well, were there that are still now. And Democrats are still saying they're going to fix it again and again and again. But he goes over and he, and he begs for oil. And then what do the uh, Saudis do? Because Joe Biden is operating out of a, a position of weakness, the Saudis just said, <laughs> we're going to cut our production by 2 million barrels. And then they, I think they said a B word that ends in itch. I think that's the way it ended. I could be wrong. If it wasn't actually said, well, his actions certainly have, have shown that. I would say that Neville Chamberlain is looking up from hell or wherever the hell he is, and he's going, Wow. I thought I was weak. I mean, I thought I, I you know, took one for the team to a fascist uh, dictator, uh, a Nazi socialist. I thought I was, I mean, I thought I was fooled. <clears throat> Joe Biden is really, I mean, he's like getting tag teamed over here. If you ever watch pro wrestling, I mean, you got, uh, you got Vladimir Putin going off the third rope. You got, uh, you got the leader of Saudi Arabia giving a folding chair. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, it is, it's remarkable. It, it is. Do you like this? Do you like? Do you like being uh, having your nose rubbed in uh, Joe Biden's messes? You like that? Oh, and then and then being told that everything's cool. Do you, do you like the fact that you know Joe Biden says, "Oh man, the economy is roaring back. Everything's great," and, and you see that uh, you know the inflation is at a forty-year high, and then uh, Joe Biden invites James Taylor for a garden party in front of the White House to say how great things are, to say how great the glorious leader is. All the while, the glorious leader's son is into his uh, neck in scandal, and so is this president. We have in office the most corrupt man and the most corrupt family in the history of the United States. If you don't believe me, look at Hunter Biden's laptop and try to compare it with anyone who has ever been in power in the United States, including the evil, terrible Richard Nixon. Unbelievable. And the most sickening thing about it all is that the left, the Democrat Party, the mainstream media, big social media, all major government agencies are all fighting with every ounce of their being to keep the truth from coming out. 
And yesterday, if you're excited that possibly uh, uh, Hunter Biden will be indicted on charges of what uh, felony possession of a firearm because he went and got a gun and and he was high on crack about the same time. How do you prove, though? after you bought a gun, that he lied on the application for a firearm unless he was tested when he went and got the gun. What was he, if he was off it for a while? I mean, I, I think that's kind of flimsy, uh, to be quite honest. Fears of only a weak wrist slap for scandal-scarred first son Hunter Biden. And I, I will mention this also. That my first thought when I heard charges against Hunter Biden was the only reason this has been made public is because they just wanted to touch base on it. They just wanted to touch base on it. The FBI wants to make it as big as possible, like, oh, man, we are really going after Hunter Biden. This is all the laptop has to offer. This is it right here, man. We have given us our, our, our all we've been looking four years into this, and we found up two charges out of the entire thing. So they just wanted to touch base on it. And they think they'll get away with it. They think that we'll just go, oh, okay, all right, well, we got him. Yeah, we got him. When we know that what's on that laptop is worse than you could ever imagine. Someday there will be hell to pay because someday hell has to be paid for all of this. So here's the number. 800-922-6680. I've got lots of audio. Your phone calls are welcome. My friends, this is a Friday edition of the Rob Carson Show. Back in a few. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. FBI, DHS, IRS, CDC, HHS, all complete BS. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hey, you know... It's October when all the great people in the world were born. Nothing against you guys who weren't born in October, but, you know, it's a pretty cool month. And, uh, and that means Halloween songs. Here's one about the Biden family, the criminal crime family. I needed a favor. I cannot lie. They said call Joe Biden. He's, He's the, the big, big guy. guy. Yeah. What would it take to plant the seed? Halter said, Boris, here's what you'll need. You need some cash. You'll need some monster cash. Some monster cash. A big one you should flash. You need some cash. You'll get results in a dash. You need some cash. You need some monster cash. Uh, the Biden uh, White House is corrupt, you know. Led by the big guy, Creepy Joe. Their bribery scheme is really <laughs> smart. 500 grand for Hunter's art. You need some cash. You need some monster cash. Some monster cash. Help Hunter build his stash. You need some cash. To really make a splash. Give them some cash. Give them 
Pops a monster car. Mister, mister, you left out the most important part. The most important part, Igor? Yes, the Bidens prefer small denominations and unmarked bills. <laughs> there you go, and they got him, too. Five million dollars uh, on his own to uh, Owasco, uh, Hunter Biden's own... Uh, own uh, legal firm, which was basically him from a Chinese uh, company that he and to- Tony Bobolinsky were dealing with. Hunter went outside of the uh, the business agreement and committed fraud, got $5 million loan he didn't have to pay back to the Chinese, and Tony Bobolinsky said, yo, what's going on? This is outside of our agreement. So he called Jim Biden, and Jim Biden said, go F yourself, and hung up the phone. Yeah, there's that. <clears throat> None of that mentioned, by the way, in the FBI possible indictment coming up for Hunter Biden, which is just about, and it's uh, their wrist slap charges. There's one for uh, uh, filling out to lying when he got a handgun. Oh, it's so serious. It's so serious. No, it's not. It, it isn't. I mean, I think it's serious. Of course it does. But to, to, in the grand scheme of things, it don't mean nothing. It doesn't mean anything compared to what the Biden family has done. Dear God in heaven, are you out of your mind? Don't you see? This is just, it's, it's oh, hey, hey, look, there's a squirrel. Squirrel's over there. Look at that squirrel. Okay, I'll go get the squirrel. That's what they're doing to you. But you're not doing it. You know that this is bullcrap, window dressing, bullcrap, distraction, bullcrap, going to the election, rather than focusing on something really big. And they sat on this damn thing for for four years. They sat on this. And this is what the FBI is coming up with, a gun charge and some uh, and some tax evasion charges. And that's it. Are you out of your nut? What about money laundering violations of the of the uh, <clears throat> FARA Act, uh, which could lead to prosecutions of the president of him influence peddling peddling Millions and millions and millions of dollars, uh, meetings with business associates, etc., etc., etc. This is Lori Logan. She was on uh, Newsmax yesterday. Laura Logan, I should say, on Newsmax yesterday talking about uh, while this is all nice and everything and you think maybe, oh, my God, this is a real breakthrough. It really doesn't mean anything compared to what the Bidens have really done to the country and us. The reality here is so much worse than what we understand and know, because we're just, you know, we're sort of clawing away, right, at the invisible wall, just trying to get breadcrumbs here and kernels of truth. And, uh, and you realize the FBI, by the way, the assistant secretary, the assistant director of cybersecurity for the FBI in March of this year said they didn't know where the Hunter Biden laptop was. You know that, right? Yeah. Real truth, you know, is always much worse. And, you know, if, if you're one of those people jumping up and down, celebrating, saying, oh, finally, they're going to do something about Hunter Biden. This is what I would say to you. Midterms and sacrificial lamb. Yep. Right. Yep. They're going to give up something on Hunter Biden because the reality is that much worse. Mm-hmm. You can absolutely bet your bottom dollar mm-hmm. that what they're not charging him for, what they don't want you, they want to put this to bed. Yep. But it tells you how bad it really is. 100 percent. 100 percent. Here's Alan Dershowitz last night on Newsmax. Unless they indict Biden Jr., they will not credibly be able to indict Trump. But if they indict Biden Jr., Ah. Garland will be able to say, look how fair we are. Oh, so that's what they have in mind. We didn't go after Trump. We indicted the son of the president. Huh. And we indicted the man who's going to be running against the president. Fair is fair. And ah, there you go, kids. And that's why you know, politics inevitably plays a role in this. 
because in all of these cases, there's an element of subjectivity. Take, for example, the gun purchase. I'm told that rarely do they prosecute people for lying on forms about guns. They yes. probably should, yes. but they don't. And if this is selective prosecution, that raises both a legal and a political question. Well, of course it's going to be selective prosecution. Duh. This is the same FBI that uh, tried to throw the 2016 election by involving itself in uh, Russian disinformation. They literally hired a uh, Russian agent, Igor Danchenko, after their guy in the FBI was let go. Hillary Clinton uh, literally financed this Russian dossier, which was fed to by the FBI to a Pfizer court to get a warrant to surveil Donald Trump's campaign transition team and presidency dear god in heaven i mean you know honestly see this is what i just put a new t-shirt up on the swag line and it's uh we're done we're done with this nonsense in every way shape or form being and they're trying to put out all of these fires all of these fires and it's not going to work because the truth is coming the truth is a freight train the truth is already hitting left-leaning uh, countries around the world, including Italy and England and the Netherlands and soon-to-be Brazil. It is a tsunami that is coming, and the only thing keeping it from hitting right now is we got to wait another 34 days or whatever the hell it is. And when it happens, there has to be hell to pay. People have to go to jail for all of this. People like Joe Biden will have to be removed from power. Joe Biden is doing everything he can to distract. Yesterday, he talked uh, at a fundraiser. He brought up the fact that we are closest to a, a nuclear conflict as we've been since the Cuban Missile Crisis. He did it at a fundraiser. Yeah. More on this in your phone calls, 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. shut down your kids' school. They forced them to wear masks. They taught them CRT and radical transgender nonsense. Now, Mama Bear and Papa Bear are pissed. It's the Rob Carson Show. Those darned conservative governors sending uh, illegals into sanctuary cities. Here's a new headline. Did you realize that uh, 7,000 migrants have been bused to New York City since August by El Paso, which is run by a Democrat? Four times as many as uh, Greg Abbott has sent. And nobody has said a damn thing about it. That's kind of interesting, ain't it? Yeah, uh, El Paso Mayor Oscar Leeser, a Democrat, said the city's program is completely different than the other busing efforts that they seek to treat people with respect. But uh, numbers show that Texas and Arizona have also bussed over 10,000 migrants to Washington, D.C. Meanwhile, Florida Republican Ron DeSantis recently flew a group to uh, Martha's Vineyard and almost killed all those people. I mean, it was terrible. They're still recovering in Martha's Vineyard. They are. Uh, just because they went into flop sweats because they'd never seen brown people without uh, leaf blowers on their backs. It was a little tough. It was a little weird. Are you? Oh, oh yes. Hello. Are you here to take care of my leaf removal? What? You just been brought here by Ron DeSantis. Oh my God! And then pass out, and somebody over takes a white hanky and wipes it in front of their face. Maybe some smelling salts or whatever they used to do in old timey days to wake up people when they when they faint because they've been overwhelmed. 
Yeah, there you go, kids. Uh, Mayor of El Paso has uh, sent 7,000 migrants to New York and Chicago, <laughs> which dwarfs the number of illegals that Ron DeSantis and Greg Abbott have sent. Oh, it's just so fantastic. Oh, my God in heaven. It's so glorious. Oh, and then listen to this. Uh, alternatives to de- detention program. This is the latest. I want you to listen to this, I, and I had a beat on this uh, months ago. Federal program designed to monitor some non-detained migrants has placed extensive technology into the hands of those suspected of having broken immigration laws, then allows them to roam around the country with their cases pending. So what they do is they bring them in here, and uh, and according to Syracuse University's Transactional Records Access Clearinghouse, Immigration and Customs Enforcement <clears throat> has enrolled some non-detained migrants into a program called Alternatives to Detention. So they give them a really nice smartphone, and they send them off. Uh, and they, in there, it's got uh, facial recognition on the uh, on the software and a GPS monitoring. Uh, and all of that stuff, and then the uh, the migrants are expected to do uh, telephonic reporting. So uh, you got that until they lose their phone, and then you're you're screwed. But what I would venture to say, most probably, is that uh, these phones are meant for one big reason: where to get your benefits, where to get your license, where to vote. Little text messages. You doubt me? You shouldn't. You shouldn't. And then, of course, Joe Biden warned supporters on Thursday the world is facing Armageddon due to Russian President Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine. And I guess he did it as a throwaway line. He compared his plight to the uh, former President John F. Kennedy after the Cuban Missile Crisis. I wasn't alive for that. We've uh, faced, not faced the prospect of Armageddon since Kennedy and the Cuban Missile Crisis, he told supporters at a Democrat fundraiser in New York City. Why in the hell? Would he bring this up at a fundraiser? For the first time since the Cuban Missile Crisis, we have been direct a direct threat of the use of nuclear weapons. In fact, the things continue down this path. They are going. Biden said he knew Putin very well. Now is it starting to get serious that we have a uh, infirmed, mentally incapable man as the president of the United States? Now, now are you a little worried about it? As the Biden administration spends $290 million on measures for radiation poisoning. How do you feel about that? Oh, and then this. Americans are suffering the biggest pay cut in decades. This is it, and you know it as well as I do. And I can't imagine the desperation you feel <clears throat> as your, your salary isn't going up and the, gas of price is once, uh, the price of gas is once going, going up and the, and the price of groceries has been out of control for a while and you're wondering if you'll be able to make your house payment or your rent payment and, you are, and you're letting uh, credit cards go past due and, and you're getting notices to shut off your power. And I know there are millions of you who are going through that. Federal Reserve Bank of Dallas found that real wages have fallen for most workers over the past 12 months. Even though nominal wages are rising rapidly, fa- prices are rising even faster. And you know this. But, you know, there were more jobs today. People, people went out and they got jobs today. There were more jobs today. You know why? Because 70% of us, 70% of us are looking for additional work. We're looking for a second job. Christmas is rolling around. And I've been in the place where you had to tell the kids, we got, we got each other. You're not going to get a lot for Christmas this year. But Joe Biden is going to a fundraiser to announce that we're on the verge of nuclear Armageddon. 
He has to be impeached and he has to be removed from office. He has to. And if there's another way to remove him from office, we need to certainly consider that. Morning Joe uh, characterized the decision by OPEC as uh, spitting in the face of Joe Biden and said it would be damaging to the Democrats in the midterm elections. Well, it's all of Joe Biden's doing. The reason why we're having this crisis with regard to energy independence is because Joe Biden created it. We've got everything under our feet right now. It would be like if you're on an airplane and half of the people on the plane are doctors uh, or cardiologists and somebody has a heart attack and somebody gets on the uh, the intercom and says, hey man, uh, we're going to have to land in Washington, D.C. and find a cardiologist because somebody's having a heart attack. You see what I mean? And here's MSNBC. They had the blues. Oh, they had the blues because they know this isn't going to help the dear leader, even though the dear leader brought it upon himself. No, it's not great for the Democrats. Oil prices at the or gas prices at the pump. How about for the American people, jerkweed? Had already started moving up a bit. I think they're up about 12 cents. How about for the truckers who've never seen diesel below $5 a gallon in the last two years? It's a gallon from their absolute low, uh, simply as oil prices uh, you know, move around in world markets and are volatile. But we, we have released a lot of oil from our strategic petroleum reserve. It actually has made a difference. Yeah, and it made no, it made no sense whatsoever because we have all of the oil we need people estimate as much as 40 cents a gallon uh it could have been 40 cents a gallon higher if we hadn't released that oil from our strategic petroleum reserve and by the way pete booty gig said yesterday that he didn't have an answer with regard to replenishing it and if we do try to replenish it we're going to be replacing it for a lot more than we paid a lot more but we really are doing as much of that as we can so the unfortunate news for the White House is there really isn't much else. Has, has he said anything about the American people? It's just the White House, isn't it? Can do uh, between now and the election. As I said, the only good news is that oil prices have jumped about eight dollars a barrel, but they're nowhere near where they were at the worst of Ukraine when they were well over. A, a... It wasn't about Ukraine. Gas prices went up for a year before uh, before Vladimir Putin invaded Ukraine. Dear God in heaven! For as much as one hundred thirty. Where was Joe Biden? before the lead-up, uh, like right after he canceled the Keystone XL pipeline and really restricted uh, uh, the ability to explore for uh, for oil and gas on all of our, our nation's uh, public lands. Uh, where was he saying, hey, hey, man, Vladimir Putin threatening this war is really driving up the price of, of, uh, of crude oil, man. Uh, no, there was none of that until after Vladimir Putin invaded, and then they made up the excuse. Dollars a barrel. So you won't see gas prices going back to where they were in the worst of it. Oh, I think they're going to get worse. They're just going to continue to edge up over these next couple of months. Uh, you have no credibility. Let's go to uh, Chuck in Pax River, Maryland on a Friday. Chuck, how you doing, my friend? Well, I'm doing great. Uh, I-, I love your show, by the way. Uh, Thank thanks you. for all that you're doing. Yeah. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine. He was a former U.S. attorney, and, and the first comment out of his mouth regarding Hunter was, don't forget the source. The Washington Post is the one that put out this information, and they only talk to the corrupt individuals of the FBI. Okay. That doesn't mean there's possible charges like you're describing against Hunter. It's just that all we hear is what the Washington Post has told us. I believe, based on what he was telling me, that there is, uh, consider the fact that this is handled okay. in Delaware, 
yeah. and the U.S. attorney is a Trump uh, nominee okay. still in Delaware. And if there's one place in America that Trump wants his top guy at, it's going to be where he can prosecute the Biden family. And this is the guy that's leading the investigation. So I still believe that we're going to see the kind of charges against them. But don't forget, when we take back the House, there's going to be ad nauseum investigations and hearings about the Biden family. Oh, it has to be. Chuck, it, it has to be, and it also has to be about COVID. It has to be about the FBI corruption. It has to be about the 2020 election, the whole deal. I mean, the, the feces has got to hit the fan, Chuck. I think Chuck disappeared. Uh, here's here. just – oh, there you are. Sorry, okay. finish up. Go ahead, buddy. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying, you're right. We have to know the truth about what transpired under the Biden corrupt family and what they've done to this country. But the problem is going to be you won't see it on television like you saw – with the January 6th hearing. It's going to get buried, and you won't see it, but at least we will know what happens after we take back the house. Chuck, we've got to see people arrested. We've got to see people wholesale go to jail. We've got to have answers on the January 6th protesters and their inhumane treatment. People have to be arrested and incarcerated. People have to be made examples of. Agencies have to be dissolved and reinvented or just relegated to the dustbin of history. Thanks for the call, Chuck. I appreciate it. Here is uh, Jesse Waters last night. Uh, Along the lines of Chuck, uh, I, I hope it's not wishful thinking. They're trying to contain it, but you can't contain what's going on with the Biden family. It's just too big. And it's no coincidence that this report comes out days after Tony B goes on Tucker Carlson and blows the whole thing wide open again. My source tells me that Hunter Biden rejected a pretty sweet plea deal. I've heard this, too. And they were going to have him plea, no prison time, a couple million dollars in fines. and he All the crack you could smoke in jail. Turned it down. A couple of prostitutes. It's a bad idea because now I'm hearing it's about $15 million in fines and they're throwing more felonies that he has to plead to. I hope so. We're hearing about whistleblowers that are coming out in the FBI. By the way, 600 FBI agents have left in the last 10 years. We're hearing about possible more whistleblowers. And it's been sped up. Who know and have done business with the Biden family, possibly coming out publicly. When the Republicans take the House, who's it going to be? Jim Jordan, one of these guys is going to have the gavel. I hope so. And they're going to be calling associates of the Biden family to testify under oath on live television. They will be subpoenaing Treasury records that show these suspicious wire transfers from China and Russia and God. This is bigger than anything we've seen in American history. Knows where. They're not going to be able to stop that. Okay, I've got more on this, and your calls are welcome. I'm hopeful, guys. I'm just worried about Washington, D.C. now and the two-tiered justice system that doesn't punish people in high places. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. 
has been trying to get you to hate America for 50 years. And we're fighting it and we're fighting it hard. Guess what? It ain't working. It's the Rob Carson Show. So if we now know that that story was suppressed by a federal agency, the FBI, our biggest law enforcement agency, then how did the FBI not affect the election outcome? It sounds like the election was, I'll just say it, rigged. In oh, is he talking about 2020, the election that I've been saying was stolen for, well, I don't know, since the day after the election? Part by the FBI. It was. There was. So you can call it rigged. You can call it stolen. You could call it... You can call it Ray. Pressed. The American people can call it whatever they want, but the fact pattern is the FBI alone altered history in that election. There has to be hell to pay. We can't exist as a country if we're going to allow this to happen. We're not going to exist as a country if we're going to allow this cabal of uh, government agencies like the CDC and the HHS and the DHS that created a, a, a division of disinformation, just like Joseph Stalin did, except for Joseph Stalin's division of disinformation resulted in about 30 million people dying. We've got to get rid of this cabal of those government agencies covering up vaccine uh, incidents that have resulted in tens of thousands of people being injured and dying. I'm on social media this morning. I'm thinking, you know, I'll just look at my Facebook page, and I really don't play with Facebooks too much. And then, lo and behold, on my Facebook page in little old Olathe, Kansas, and this has never happened before, little old Olathe, Kansas, uh, it looks like they are doing free youth heart screenings at Olathe United School District, whatever, whatever. And it shows a little boy in a green shirt, and there's a red spot where his chest is, and he's grabbing it like a 57 year old guy who's obese mowing the yard in the middle of summer my kid's school district is doing youth heart screenings what in the hell what'd you do to my kid we've got to get rid of this cabal we've got to turn this country around and this means republicans and democrats and i know that many of you democrats feel the same way you're just being controlled by 10%, 10%, if that, of uh, intolerant, candy-aisle children and the class of 1968, including Barack Obama and his ilk. And all we have to do is say no. We don't have to go down this road. We can just say no. We can just shut the mother down. Meanwhile, in Florida... You're seeing how things should be run. Ron DeSantis, I had mentioned yesterday, he actually they actually built a bridge. Uh, there's this barrier island down there, uh, Pine Island. And he saw this bridge a couple hundred yards long. And, and it's a mess. There's nothing there but, but sand and dirt and, and concrete and seawater. It didn't even look like there was a bridge. And early this week, it was already done. They had it done. They were driving tractor trailers across it. And Ron DeSantis goes down, and these people are so bloody desperate... They, they, you, know, you have everything wiped off. Your, your, your insurance is going to cover it. You're, literally, you're standing there. You're going to starve. You don't want to be water. And Ron DeSantis is down there busting his arse like it should be done. This is how government should respond. That's what government is here for. Listen to this man. All you guys know me, Joey Dunkersloot. Ron DeSantis answered my prayers, came to St. James City today, shook my hand, and he's getting us all the food, water, and everything we need. 
He was there. He came for us. He's helping us. God bless him. Now, unlike Democrats, Democrats go down and they make an appearance and Joe Biden, uh, you know, stands there and acts like he's, you know, it's his money. And then he sniffs uh, women's hair as he stands there as uh, as uh, Ron DeSantis is speaking. But Ron DeSantis actually is doing something. He's going to be our next president. I should be on all the national news, but he get him. He's gonna help us. We got help coming now. It's coming. Thank you to Governor DeSantis. Thank you. F- you, Joe Biden. You piece of shit. You never even came. You lousy mother. F- wow. Did not expect that. Let's go to Michelle real quick. Michelle, uh, it's the Rob Carson Show. Welcome. You got about forty-five seconds. Go right ahead. Okay. Two items. One of them is uh, I remember there was a Revolutionary War in this country. And there was a group of people dressed up as Indians and threw tea over the side of a a boat because they were not treated fairly in terms of taxation. I also remember that there were, I think I heard that there were about 1,700 people from Afghanistan, Americans, who were saved behind, uh, what do you call it? uh, Enemy lines? Enemy lines, yeah, thank you. And uh, I'd like to see, uh, I don't know if it's going to happen, I hate to sound like a quasi-terrorist, I'd love to see an outbreak of uh, Stalag uh, 18 over in uh, in Washington, D.C. I would love to see that, too. I, I would love to see the Bastille emptied, absolutely, just like they did it in A Tale of Two Cities, just like they did it in France. Uh, thanks for the call. Got to take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. Real heroes. Real conflict. Real threats. Real heart. Now, there's a place America gets its news. No agenda. Just the facts. Newsmax. Real news for real people. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. And the uh, air is crisp. And uh, and uh, the thermostat is bipolar. I'll just mention that. Because last night we had the air conditioner on because it was 80 degrees yesterday, 85 degrees. And this morning we woke up. <laughs> and it's 45 outside. It's weird that way. But anyway, uh, October is a wonderful month. I love, I love the fall. I hate the winter. I love Christmas, but I hate the winter. But uh, this fall's definitely, uh, this is going to be one for the books, the election coming up on November the 8th. I want to get into uh, Kanye West's interview last night with Tucker Carlson. I thought it was fascinating, and I have a lot of thoughts. Um, and I think it's important. I think it's important, and I think it's fascinating. So it isn't about just Kanye West. It's about... The dynamic in the black community, in the Democrat Party, in the upper echelons of power, in the upper level uh, echelons of society that keep uh, black people uh, in in a single position, uh, in a single place, with a single mind, uh, uh, presence of mind, and a single political philosophy that if they stray outside of it, they are immediately punished and destroyed. How's that for freedom in America? We're all feeling it. But this group, more than just about anyone, we got that coming up. I do have to mention that we have uh, something that is, um, uh, to me, quite simply overwhelming. You know my story. 
um, was in radio for a number of years, uh, you know, uh, did a lot of things, grew up on a farm. I was poor. Dad left me when I was seven, got adopted. I was adopted at birth. My mother was raped. And a lot of stuff happened to me. And, uh, and then most recently, <laughs> about two years ago, I had to sell cars for a living because my wife was leaving me. We were going broke. We, were gonna lo- we lost our house in D.C. We moved to Kansas City two years into a three-year deal. They fired me, and uh, the family's here, and I can't find a radio gig. But some people in, in radio don't think Rob Carson could do talk radio. I don't know what the deal is. Fortunately, I have a lot of affiliates who are saying, oh, no, 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 you, you certainly can. And I got a guy in charge of New Max Television. He's the guy who called me at the dealership and said, dude, where have you been? But as... I'm sharing this experience with you, and this is my first syndicated radio job, and I'm sharing this glorious experience with you because it's overwhelming for a kid from Iowa to be selling cars two years ago and on the verge of my life ending to six months ago being invited to Mar-a-Lago and having dinner with Donald Trump. America. America. And then I find out, and I keep finding out, who listens to the show. And I remember a couple of months ago, I was like, I got KT McFarland on. And she goes, oh, Rob, I've been a fan of yours forever. I'm like, what the, what, what, really? And then I hear from, you know, people, in the, you know, I've been, I've been paying attention to their They listen. I'm like, what, what, really? And then the piece de resistance last week. There are a few in broadcasting who breathe the rare air of syndication, and there are even fewer who become iconic. I wrote for Rush Limbaugh for over 20 years of my life. I wrote and produced comedy and voice comedy for Rush Limbaugh's show since I got out of college. He is the template for broadcast excellence. And there are others. Sean Hannity. I don't like Howard Stern, but sure. Uh, Larry Elder. Uh, there have been a, a, a bunch. And Michael Savage. Dr. Michael Savage. And out of nowhere, I get an email from Dr. Michael Savage. And he says, Rob, he said, you're the only person on talk radio who's making sense. And I went, what? Dr. Michael Savage has even heard of me? And he watches a TV show. Now, Imagine you, uh, you know, whatever you're doing, you're driving a truck, and you get a call from Dr. Michael Savage. He says he knows about you. Because, you know, I, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm, I've been doing radio, but this is the first syndicated game. So, you know, imagine, this is, this is like knock-me-over kind of stuff. And so I suggested, uh, Dr. Savage, would you consider coming on my show? What I didn't realize is that Michael Savage, Dr. Michael Savage, left the radio after 26 years. He dropped the mic and walked away from radio. And his return to radio for the first time will be Monday on my show. Wow. Just wow. I say to you, if you focus on each individual case of deception and fraud, corruption, you can go crazy from it because there's no solution. It's like a sea of such pollution that you'll drown in it if you keep looking at it as I do. 
So that's why I told you, I quoted from the Bible. That's why I talked about ancient Talking Rome. about where we are today. Roman history. That's why I talk to you today. I try to tell you that the only thing that could save us is a return to faith and a return to God. Because only if we the people start to fill the churches again and fill the synagogues again with genuine prayer to God, not the fake stuff, not the show Bibles that Clinton used, not the show Bibles, but really shake before God and beg his forgiveness. And ask God to tell you why this country should be saved. Ask God why America is worthy of being saved. And ask him what its place in the world really should be. Give me just two good men. Despite the fact that everybody in the media despises me and tries to make believe I, or one good man. I don't exist. I keep going on. Why? Or woman. Is that? Well, I have to thank somebody for it. Somebody up there wants me on this microphone. And it isn't the rats in the media. It isn't the little men with makeup on Fox News. It isn't the Lilliputians on CNN who want me on this microphone. Somebody up there wants me on this microphone. So I have to pay homage to somebody up there. Because if somebody up there likes me, i got to say thank you to that somebody up there. And so do you, my friend. Because every breath you take... Every breath you take every minute of the day is because of some miracle. Yeah. Now, you know that I don't like to proselytize. I don't like to quote scripture and all that. I try to keep my faith to me, but it is deep and resounding. And, and, I, and I come through it from a Jesuit perspective. I, I look at things scientifically and philosophically and uh, not necessarily just uh, sitting in a pew expecting to believe everything the guy in front of the pew says. But I have my beliefs, and they are profound. And, and, and throughout my life, even as I have strayed away, and even as I've uh, you know, uh, considered other whatever, I've never lost that belief. There's something there, and it's bigger and more profound than it ever has been. Because if you, if you believe that uh, the concept of God is uh, bizarre and unbelievable and not possible, then try to quantify what we're seeing in space right now. As we look back in time to the beginnings of time and possibly the hand of God. And you try to explain what a quark is. And you try to explain time and space. And you try to, if you think you have all the answers, then you can say, ah, oh, there's no God. But in the meantime, uh, it's just like everything else. You call me a denier? Oh, you, you, you believe in God? Well, you're a denier. No, 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 no. Let's have a discussion about it. And I'll prove you wrong. So let me talk about Kanye West. And I, I, you know, I, don't, I don't try to plug into pop culture. I had to do it in music radio for years. I had to talk about what, you know, who's in the what movie and who's what song and who's dating who and all that crap. And I really could give a rat's behind less because I really don't care about those people. So, you know, I, what I took from Kanye West, hey, Kanye West, famous rap guy. He was married to, you know, Kim Kardashian. He's worth billions of dollars in the whole deal. And by the way, oh, he came from poverty. He grew up in the south side of Chicago, and he did it on his own in a country that has institutional racism. But he ended up being richer than 99.9% .9 of anyone, including white people, could ever imagine. Ever, ever imagine. I will never see that kind of, of wealth and influence and power and whatever as Kanye West and the only reason reason uh, it happened was his immense drive, his immense belief system, his enormous talent and intelligence, and the fact that he was born in the freaking United States of America. 
I remember I, I drove my son home from college uh, when, he, when he was a freshman, and we're driving home, and I said, hey, man, just uh, uh, let's, let's uh, hook up to your phone here, and let's, uh, let's play music from your phone in the car. And we were listening to, you know, uh, all sorts of songs, rap songs and Queen and the whole deal. And all of a sudden, he says, hey, listen to this. And he, and he puts up this uh, Kanye West song, and it's, it's called Ultralight Beam. And I'm like, okay, I don't know. It's going to be a rap. It'll be about some, uh, you know, whatever. And, uh, and here's a little bit of it. This is a God dream. This is a God dream. This is a God dream. Saying this is a God dream. We on a ultra light beam. We on a ultra light beam. This is a God dream. This is a God dream. This is everything. I'm thinking, whoa, whoa, wait, now, th- th- this can't be like a rap guy who's like the most popular rapper in the world. This is, a, this is about God. This is about beliefs. This has a gospel choir in the background. Are you kidding me? Everything. And my son's listening to it. But I'm looking for more. Somewhere I can feel safe. Where's the drugs? Where's the guns? Where's all that stuff? Because that's generally what's celebrated in uh, in uh, hip hop, right? And in my holy war, I'm trying to keep my faith. Why send oppression not blessings? Why oh why'd you do me wrong? You persecute the weak because it makes you feel so strong. You don't have much strength to fight, so I look to the light. Don't make these wrongs turn right. You know the amazing thing about beauty? Doesn't have a color. Doesn't have a color. Play one more segment of this. Then we're gonna hear from Kanye West. I'm trying to keep my faith. But I'm looking for more. Somewhere I can feel safe. And in my holy world. Father, this prayer is for everyone that feels they're not good enough. This prayer is for everybody that feels that they're too messed up. For everyone that feels they said I'm sorry too many times. You can never go too far when you can't come back home again. That's why I need... Wow. My son had that on his phone. Kanye West, an amazing interview. I'm going to share samples, uh, pieces of it coming up, and I want your thoughts on it, 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. The left has been waging a war on America for decades. That's not right. It's not fair. And we're quite simply not going to take it anymore. Honestly, it's not fair to the world. It's The Rob Carson Show. Years ago... Uh, Hillary Clinton uh, made a comment about uh, uh, the plantation, and and uh, and uh, she's made comments. Uh, uh, when Joe Biden says we're gonna they're gonna put you all back in change and everything, <laughs> I mean, wow, how ungodly pandery to a to a, a group of uh, of African Americans uh, in a ch- I don't know if it was at a church or whatever. They're gonna put you all back in chains. I'm like, wow. And then Joe Biden said, uh, if you don't vote for Joe Biden, you ain't black. I mean, can you imagine if anybody else would have said that to uh, the black? population 
I mean, I, I was so profoundly just ungodly offended by it and i'm like wow you got to really be in a position that you think you're in charge that you could say something like that and get away with it uh, and i just thought it was insulting and awful and uh, and terrible and uh and and it, it and i've said from the get-go that you know uh, the democrat party was a party of slavery uh they they that they were down with it and then they were down with the kkk and then they were down with uh uh jim crow and then they were down with the great society which destroyed the uh, american black american family and i've been saying forever you know i don't want to see another generation of uh, of kids in inner cities uh have their lives ruined and it's gotten worse it's gotten much worse it's gotten much worse you know i i have the the uh, the I'm fortunate. We my kids go to this school district, and and by the way, there's if you if you look at when, when when school gets out of my daughter's school, it's it's a lot of black kids, a lot of Asian kids. It's not all white. It ain't. I mean, it's like probably thirty forty percent uh, people of color in Kansas. It's pretty amazing. And and you know what? Uh, none of those kids in that school, uh, black or otherwise, have been murdered in a drive by. It's pretty amazing. But if you go into Chicago and there's a graduating class, chances are a whole bunch of kids are dead. And, and in places like Baltimore, you can basically say to a, a young black man in Baltimore born, hey, man, good luck if you make it past your 20th birthday. I, that's the way it is. It's a war zone. It's hell on earth. And what has the Democrat Party done? That's why I think Kanye West's interview last night with Tucker Carlson, a conservative, was epic. And you want to know what line he got me on? You want to know what, what kept me there? And will make me say, you know what, I, maybe he is odd, whatever. I don't think he's insane. I think he's pretty damn well grounded. And I certainly think he is an amazing influence that could affect some major change in our country. Here's the exchange that got me. A lanyard's still on from it, and there's a photograph on it. What is that? It's a photograph of a baby's ultrasound. He's talking about a lanyard that he has around his neck. Why is that? And that you designed that? Yes. Why? What does that mean? Uh, it just represents life and pro-life. Mm-hmm. Boy, so you wear it on a badge. What, what kind of response do you get? And, and good, amen. I agree. I don't care about people's responses. I care about the fact that there's more black babies being aborted than born in New York City at this point. That 50% of black death in America is abortion. So I really don't care about people's responses. I perform for an audience of one, and that's God. Wow. I've been saying someday we're going to wake up from this genocide and we're going to go, my God in heaven, what have we done? What have we done? And there's more. Nah, let's, uh, let's just, or if someone thinks it's attractive, to each his own. It's actually clinically... He's talking about uh, obesity, and they, they got to talking about uh, Lizzo. She's a very talented woman, very talented woman. Uh, but listen. Healthy. And for people to, to promote that, um, it's, a, it's demonic. You know, what, can I ask? Yeah. I've noticed this also. Yeah. Why do you think they would want to promote unhealthiness among the population? It's a genocide of the black race. Whoa! They want to kill us in any way they can. Planned Parenthood was made by Margaret Sanger. Yep. A known eugenics yep. with the KKK, and I believe that if we saw ourselves as more, if we saw ourselves as a people and not a race, then we would treat our people better. Like if you go to a Jewish person and you say a race, it's, it almost gets confusing. They'll cut you off quickly and say, we're not a race, 
we're a people. Well, our people are supposed to just say, say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud. Okay, well, what about, do you own the land that you're living in? Do you own, is the contracts even in a language that's even possibly understandable? Right. You know, for your heritage, you know, and in America, we as blacks will like down each other on how good we speak, but we're speaking English. There's nothing whiter than English. We're not in our native tongue, actually. So we judge each other on white uh, goal lines, not based on exactly what our culture is. Yeah, and a lot of the times those goal lines are driven by Democrats, whites. Now, you know, you're asking, like, uh, I've always wondered why Barack Obama, the first black president in history, is not in the trenches in Chicago. Uh, out in the streets, meeting kids, being a mentor, doing PSAs, doing fundraisers, getting out there, making a difference, being the black Pope John Paul II, essentially. And he doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything. Then I thought about this. This is, uh, this is Bill Maher from about a week ago. But slavery throughout history has been the rule, not the exception. The Sumerians, the Egyptians, the Greeks, Romans, the Arabs, British, the early Americans... We're supposed to make uh, be feel guilty about slavery, but it's happening today, and it's ideological. All the way up through R. Kelly. <laughs> the Holy Bible is practically an owner's manual for slaveholders. The word slave comes from Slav, because so many Slavic people were enslaved, and they're as white as the Hallmark Channel. Who do you think gathered the slaves from the interior of Africa to sell to slave traders? Africans. Now, I've got uh, a comparison I'm going to make after the break because that dynamic is at work right now, and it's time to reject it. This is The Rob Carson Show. Joe Biden and the Democrats caused a 40-year high inflation. When factories that make these ships shut down, ships shut down. Because we're not stupid. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is a Friday edition of the Rob Carson Show. We've been talking about Kanye West and his, uh, his deep faith and uh, how remarkable it is that somebody who is so powerful, a billionaire, uh, an influencer, a rapper, a fashion mogul, uh, every aspect of our life, uh, every bit of media we have essentially in our lives, popular culture, movies, TV, music, are dominated by one ideology, and that is left of center. And that's why I think his, his, uh, his uh, interview last night on Fox News of all places was such a uh, a giant moment and we have a special guest who i think fits in perfectly with what we've been talking about best-selling author of the new book dark agenda the war to destroy christian america david horowitz joins us on the newsmax hotline uh good friday to you my friend and welcome to the show well thank you thanks for having me that was a remarkable interview that tucker did with uh, a remarkable human being Kanye West last night. Um, David, you know, I, I... One thing I learned, I, that really yes. didn't really shock me, but that the Clintons conspired to destroy his family. They went behind his back to his wife to try to get her to correct his political views. These people aren't left of center. 
Um, they're fascists. Yeah. They, they, they want a one-party state. They want everybody to agree with them. And if you don't agree with them, they destroy you. Well, they certainly destroyed his family. They certainly, uh, and what I took from it last night, I saw uh, sh- uh, shades of, of hope and, um, and, and uh, wonder for the black community. And I also saw a man who was somewhere between being broken and, and coming back uh, because he's lost his family, essentially. And, and, and he's, friends. Uh, and, know, and his friends. The whole yes. environment is filled with these hateful people. All the Hollywood celebrities. I mean, they're so filled with hate and so irrational. It, it started it's out being directed at Trump, but it really wasn't Trump. It was what he stood for. Yeah, and, and think it, about it, the it, we, Democrats we, have a dirty secret, which all of their posturing and all of their baloney anti-racism is designed to cover up, which is that every major inner city in America. Of you know Harlem, Washington D.C., Chicago, Detroit. Uh, every last one of them is 100% controlled by the Democrat Party, and has been for 50 to 100 years. Yeah. So every injustice we all imagine in the inner cities, the, the destroyed schools, the rampant crime rates, the drug uh, networks. Everything that stifles human beings' lives in the inner cities, Democrats are 100% responsible for. And if you remember, Trump started his campaign by giving a speech saying, vote for me, addressed to black people saying, vote for me. What do you got to lose? You don't have jobs. You got out of control crime. You got rotten schools. And that's because of the Democrats who control your lives. That, that's what this is all about. And Kanye West, I mean, is a man of incredible courage that he would stand up to this. Um, it's, re- it's remarkable uh, that he's doing it. You look at yeah. it's a, it's remarkable, and he's listen. Look at him. Look what he's done. Look what he did coming from poverty. Look what he did coming from the south side of Chicago in a country where the left says you have no chance of succeeding because of institutional racism. You should hate those who are white. You should blame everything on the past, and and we will give you a pittance in exchange for that. And what has it gotten? What has it gotten? You've got, and I mentioned earlier, you got kids in. You might as well tell a kid. Uh, a black kid in uh, in Baltimore born, you know, do what you can, but chances are you're not going to live past your 20th birthday. We live this in America. This is America, this is David well, Horowitz. Look, they've defunded the, the Democrat Party. Pray, is praying is what they're doing to black people today in the inner city is unconscionable. There's like 5,000 more homicides a year since Black Lives Matter. Because of the targeting of police, um, you know, it's a crime wave and a death, death cult, really. That, that, that's the worst thing. You know, the Ku Klux Klan didn't do this kind of damage. No, you know, the Ku Klux Klan was horrifying. <laughs> but they, they didn't cause tens of thousands of, death, of unnecessary deaths. How do they get away with it? David Horowitz, how do they get away with it? Because Republicans are too damn polite. They don't want to embarrass 
people who hate them and want to kill them for crying out to you. We have a crime family running the country. Yeah. These people, and, and they're committing crimes in collusion with America's enemies, China, Iran. So now we're going to Venezuela. We're going to, I mean, it's just unbelievable what's happened to this country. But I think people are waking up. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, Kanye West represents, this is a growing movement in the black community. That's right. Yes, sir. Yes, Vote percentages are changing. The polling is showing blacks are moving towards the Republican Party. Finally, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, was te- I mean, I've, I've been in these battles for 30 or 40 years. Yeah, me too. And they just destroy people. Nobody yeah. survived. But now you have the Herschel Walkers and, and uh, Kanye West, and you could go on and on. Jason Whitlock. A lot yes. of wonderful people. Yes. And and it's interesting how intertwined it is with religion. Oh, yes. Uh, because of the left's war against religion is because they don't want people uh, being uh, responsible to a higher power than yes. Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. That, yeah. That's why the left hates religious people and why they're persecuting them as we speak. But it's it's very interesting, and their assault on the family is the same thing. These are the two institutions that resist the power of the state. And when I say the Democrat Party, it's we're in the early stages of a fascist regime. Yeah. When the, 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 the state is totally political and totally one-sided yeah. and totally out to suppress dissent, it's yeah. just terrible. Now, you know, have the, you, other, you, the other group that's leading this revolt, well, of course, there's the parents in the schools. Yes. But they're comedians. Yes. And they're, left, they're, they're liberal comedians, but they, they can't function in a society which destroys you if, if, if you said something that offended them. Whereas all of comedy is based on that. Well, I've been writing comedy for 30 years myself, and I've been writing conservative comedy uh, with Rush Limbaugh for over 20 years of my life. That's how I got started. And and I've never been afraid to say what I need to say. Now I have a national platform. Uh, your book is Dark Agenda, The War to Destroy Christian America. Yeah, there's a war on Christian America, but it's just not because they're just Christians. It, what, it's what for Christianity. And, and this, by and large, and, you know, the, obviously I am I'm a Catholic. I was raised a Catholic. I have never had any religious uh, animosity toward any other group. In fact, if anything, I have an endearing and, and lasting relationship with the Jewish faith. But uh, but what did Christianity bring to this country that helped make it to be the greatest engine of individual and economic? 98% of the people who settled America and created our Constitution and our Bill of Rights and our, you know, our tremendous freedoms and prosperity, 98% of them, of the founders, were Protestant Christians. Uh, America, America could not have been created by anything. I, I, I show in the book anything but Protestant Christians, um, uh, and that well, it's the same thing with why, why they attack white people. Yeah. The, the only true race war in America is being conducted against white people. Why is that? Because the founders were white, and these people hate America. Yeah. They're socialists, communists, whatever you want to call them. 
They want the government to determine everything. And that's, that's why they, they hate the Constitution. They hate the founding. We just made a Supreme Court Justice, Katanji Jackson Brown, who's a critical race theorist, which means she believes the Constitution is a white supremacist document that shouldn't be respected. She's supposed to defend the Constitution. That's, that's the whole job yeah. of the Supreme Court Justice. That's what let me, let me ask you this, David Oritz. Let me let me ask you because I am uh, I, every day I wake up and I I, I wake up with sometimes my my uh, 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 gut in a knot and and then by the time I get to the airwaves I'm ready to tackle what I've learned in the last 24 hours. I'm ready to tackle the latest abuse and usurpation of the American people. And so every day I greet with optimism, even though I know that there are there is a cabal of, of all of the departments of government. We essentially, they're all corrupt to the core, particularly the FBI, the CDC, the HHS, the DHS, etc. You've got them working with uh, big social media, almost exclusively left, literally, literally, uh, the Pravda, the Asvestia. I wrote five books about the left, communist left. My, my parents, yeah, I grew up in the communist movement. Yeah. The communist left take over the universities. It's been going on for 50 years. Yeah. They are one-party states. 95% of the faculty members' contributions to political parties, 95% go to Democrats. Yeah. It, it, that's what is where your, you get all of, the, all of this garbage comes from. But what do you, let me ask you this. Let, let, me, let me ask you this, David. Let me ask you this. What, what do you think is going to happen? You say that there's kind of a movement. I think last night, I think that interview with Kanye West was gigantic. Uh, it was a game changer. I, what, I, what, are yeah, you, what are you thinking about the future of America? It's a huge, it's, it's, Kanye represents a huge development movement. Blacks yeah. finally... You know, it's not just that they're coming to understand, but they're getting the courage yes. to come. You know, nobody is treated worse than a black conservative. Yes. And if you want to have a career anywhere, uh, you have to be, and you're black, you're, you have to be politically correct. You know, the mentality is what Joe Biden said. If you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Yes. What a racist son of a bitch he is to have said anything like that. <laughs> yes, but that's what the Democrat Party thinks, uh, yeah. and all its leaders think. That, that, they, that There's only one point of all. Blacks can only think one way. Yeah. And uh, that is changing dramatically. Yes. Uh, now, uh, Stephen, uh, Stephen Smith was on the other day. Yeah. He, he's having second thoughts. When I came out of the left in the 80s, uh, we organized a conference that was called Second Thoughts. Second Thoughts about the left, Second Thoughts about America. Look at America. The, the Democrat Party has endorsed the view that the Constitution is a white supremacist document. The words white and black don't even appear in the Constitution. Yeah. <laughs> well... <laughs> David it's Horowitz, just insanity. We, it is. You know, David, I, let me just say, I mean, I'm somebody who understands the blacklist. I was used to attack uh, uh, Ron DeSantis because he spoke at my events. Yes. And they said it was a driving force between, behind the anti-Muslim, anti-immigrant, anti-black communities. That is a, a lie that is printed in you know, New York Times. That's where this 
latest story appeared trying to smear DeSantis. Well, I have we, we, four black grandchildren. Yes. I have three Asian grandchildren. I've got two Hispanic nieces and nephews. <laughs> I have spent my life fighting for Martin Luther King's vision. I marched in my first civil rights march in 1948, and yet I'm smeared on the, the Huffington Post. David Horowitz, we've got we've got to wrap things up. I want to check out your new book, Dark Agenda, The War to Destroy Christian America. I greatly appreciate your time today, and I'm glad you recognize. Thanks for what you have done, and I really think we've reached a turning point, and thanks for being on the show today. Thank you, Rob. Very good. Let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. They shut down your kid's school. They forced them to wear masks. They taught them CRT and radical transgender nonsense. Now, Mama Bear and Papa Bear are pissed. It's the Rob Carson Show. Among the population. It's a genocide of the black race. They want to kill us in any way they can. Planned Parenthood was made by Margaret Sanger, a known eugenics with the KKK, and I believe that if we saw ourselves as more, as we saw ourselves as a people. There you go. So uh, Kanye West says the quiet part out loud that so many people have been saying, like me, for a long time, but I haven't been uh, listened to for a number of reasons. A, didn't have a national platform. B, I'm a white guy. And I'm racist. And I'm white supremacist. Yeah, white supremacist. Did you fall for any of that crap? Did you fall for any of that crap? Dear God, oh, but you don't get pulled over by the police, you know, because you're white. Oh, shut up. You know, the uh, black-on-black uh, murder rate is 13 times the uh, national average. Did you know that? Did you know that? Did you know that? You pay attention to the crime stats. You wonder why Barack Obama never goes back to Chicago. You wonder why that Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton have never done anything but come and speak at funerals and then get a buttload of checks. Do you ever wonder about that? Let me hear this uh, part from Bill Maher again. Listen to this from Bill Maher, of all people. Hold on one second. There we go. <laughs> Who do you think gathered the slaves from the interior of Africa to sl- sell to slave traders? Africans. Who also kept their own slaves. Now, We're a species to... prone to making others of our species our bitch. Yeah, okay, so um, slavery is not uniquely American in any way, shape, or form, although they have made it that way. Here's the other thing. You hear what he just said about the people who sold their people into slavery? And I'm only saying this because Bill Maher said it first. Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton, Barack Obama. If you give me your Black Lives Matter, if you pay me, I will deliver your servants. If you send, like uh, uh, Sharon Osborne, she says she wants her $900,000 back from Black Lives Matter. You see, because Black Lives Matter say they'll deliver the goods, meaning they will deliver the votes. They will deliver you the proceeds. They will deliver you a, uh, a free pass for any racism if you donate to Black Lives Matter. Barack Obama, hey, hey, uh, I'm going to deliver the, uh, the black vote for you. But you know what? You got to make it rain. Same way with Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton. Uh, I'll deliver those black votes for you, but you got to make it rain. And that's what they've done. It's the same thing. 
It's the same thing. I'm not saying anything uh, that's not shouldn't be obvious. <laughs> I mean, it shouldn't be obvious, right? Here is uh, Ye. He's called Ye now, I guess. Is that a kind Ye talking about Black Lives Matter? You know, my dad is an educated um, ex-Black Panther, and he put a text to me today. He said, White Lives Matter, ha, 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 ha. This is after Kanye showed up on the runway uh, with uh, White Lives Matter on the back of his shirt with Candace Owens. I said, I thought the shirt was a funny shirt. I thought the idea of me wearing it was funny. And I said, Dad, what do you think it was funny? He said, just, just a black man stating the obvious. There you go. Yeah. You can't even say that today. Things are going to change. They will. Storm is coming. Let's take a break. It's a Rob Carson show. They called us deplorables. We're not gonna take it. They shut down our country. Oh, we ain't gonna take it. They say our thoughts are disinformation. This is our response, The Rob Carson Show. It is The Rob Carson Show, and by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. I hope you have a uh, uh, wonderful weekend planned. For me, it's the uh, it's a honeydew list, and, and it's a different honeydew list because my wife's out of town. And so now I really have to get it done. <clears throat> you know, when she's here, I can get a blow it on her. But when she literally expects it, kind of to be, I know, I'm so whipped, but it's, it's okay. I don't mind. Just save yourselves. That's all I ask. It's too late for me. Save yourselves. Um, we've got a bunch of stuff we want to get to this hour. A little bit more on Kanye West and the importance of the uh, interview last night with Tucker Carlson. But we did a, a palate cleanser, a little, uh, a little comedic sorbet between courses, if you will. It's Halloween, you know. The Biden family's still crooked as hell. Yeah. They're crooked and they're seedy, unscrupulous and greedy. The cash they're all too needy. They've amassed a fortune. They love the term abortion. Oh, yeah. The Biden family. The big guy received billions for payoffs in the billions. And now they're spending trillions. The Biden family. Son Hunter is an a-hole. He's on China's payroll. Oh, yeah. Should jail him without parole and throw away the key. Instead, I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. One more time. The power they're addicted. They should be convicted from the White House. Be evicted. The Biden family. Let's go to Steve in Marina, California. Hello, Steve. Welcome to the show. Thanks for holding, man. What's up? Thanks for taking my call. Yep. You know, the world needs more heroes, more prominent celebrities. Yes, uh, one out of five billion people rise to a level of genius where they captivate the whole world. And they have more power than all the politicians combined. Yep. If only we could keep those people alive. What did you think of um, uh, Kanye West's uh, uh, brave interview last night? Well, from what I heard about it on your show, he's right about the eugenics angle on things to eradicate the black gene. We're all going to wish we were black when the temperatures get into three digits. So someone's got to say it, but... You know, every time somebody great comes along, Gandhi, Jesus, John Lennon, they all get killed because the people are apathetic and weak. Yeah. 
Well, do you think – now let me ask you this, Steve. Do you feel like that um, we've reached kind of a fever pitch and that, like, as I do, I think that change is nigh, and it, and it has to be. It has to be. What was that now? Do you feel that change is nigh? Do you feel like we're done with this and, uh, and we're going to turn things around? Well, uh, Putin's trying to stave off a certain individual from saving us. Yeah. The celebrity we're dying for that will save us is a guy named Steve Lightfoot, Monterey, right. California. All right. Thanks, Steve. So uh, Kanye West had um, a few things that, that he said last night I thought were very profound, and I made the analogy earlier. Uh, Bill Maher had said that, that the United States, we're made to feel terrible for about our past, even though we weren't alive. Uh, you know, we've got people who, uh, who try to project their, um, where they are today on the people of the past. It makes no sense. It makes no sense at all. And I also mentioned last night that Kanye West is speaking out as conservative. He's a fan of Donald Trump, and his life has been turned upside down since he did that. His family has crumbled. We found out last night that the Clinton fa- family and the left have, uh, have become very close to his wife while they were going through the divorce. And now his wife is essentially on an island surrounded by people influencing her. And, and I felt uh, very um, sad for him. Because he, he said some things about his, uh, uh, his life uh, and how his uh, childhood is being mirrored right now. I also said that uh, Bill Maher had mentioned that um, with regard to slavery, slavery was the way of the world. <clears throat> if you look at the chain of command with regard to slavery, the, the chieftains in Africa were selling their own people and being paid for it. That same similar scenario is happening now with people delivering votes like Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton and Barack Obama. They're getting their pay, but the people that they're selling get nothing. And that's what we're seeing across the country right now with murder rate 13 times the national average. What Democrat in what city is doing anything for any city schools, inner city schools? What is the deal there? Baltimore is an absolute failure. Any child who's going to Baltimore public schools will be stunted. There may be a few who escape, but most of them won't. And Democrats are in charge. And it goes on and on and on and on. Here's Kanye West talking about uh, the, uh, the main thing that keeps people like his wife uh, in control. For people that have some form of influence, whether it's an educated black woman like my mother that became the head of the English department at Chicago State University, or whether it's the most influential uh, white woman on the planet, being my ex-wife, they have people that are around them at all times telling them what to be afraid of. Yes. It's like not what to do or say specifically, it's what to be afraid of. And if you have a person that isn't afraid of them, you know, like a Russell Brand or uh-huh. Candace Owens. Right. It's not that we have to agree right. no. with this, but... They're not afraid. They're not afraid to state what their opinion is. Yes. Everyone, no one is God, and everyone has an opinion. Yes, and that's what the Democrat Party and the Marxist left has taken away from you by calling your opinion misinformation and disinformation. I've been telling you this, guys. 
you are entitled to say any damned thing you want about COVID, the vaccine, vaccine passports. You have every right to your opinion, and you have every right to be heard. But the left in this country has done that, and now they're going to do it. They're going to do their level best to do Kanye West this way. And they've done their level best to make him seem insane, and he's not insane. If anything, he is a genius. Here he is talking about our godless media. We are in a battle with the media, like... The majority of the media has a, a godless agenda and the jokes in that work and this whole like, oh, yeah, he's crazy and all these things. They don't work because the media has, you know, they've also watched travesties happen, just even specifically to me and just watch it and act like it wasn't happening. And they stay quiet about it. Uh, what if they, so, what if they what, was, I want to answer the, the white. Yeah. I, I feel like. Now, one thing that uh, stuck out to me is, and something I've been talking about for decades, is how men are treated with regard to uh, the end of a marriage. Uh, maybe that has changed a bit, but it, it's still very difficult. And if, uh, you know, uh, frequently by the courts, men are seen as brutes. Uh, uh, men are seen as um, a net negative in a, in a child's life, and it's a tragedy. Now, there are amicable di divorces. I get it. I get it. But generally, if the court sides uh, on one side or the other with regard to visitation, with regard to uh, whatever, generally they side with the – and I'm not meaning to be a pisser on women in this, in, in this audience. I'm just saying this is the kind of the way it's been. Mom – Mom takes care of the kids. Mom gets this. Mom gets this. Dad is ostracized. Dad is an outsider. This happened to Kanye West when he was a uh, when he was a kid, and it's happening right now. When my mom, when they, when when the school suggested like the hurting systems, because what they do is take the um, the black listen to this community and they separate us, and they separate the families and the educated. Uh, they, they you know they push this you know, need for higher education. And us as blacks, we discriminate against each other and say, well, I got my PhD and you don't have your PhD, so I'm better than you. And so my mom, she had a PhD and she was influenced to uh, move to the south side of Chicago Listen. to take this job at Chicago State University. And she told my dad, if you come, if you come for us, you know, you'll never see him again. That is uh, not uncommon. Uh, to hear that. And so Kanye West had to endure without his father. And something very similar is happening to Kanye West. All that Kanye West wanted after being separated from uh, Kim Kardashian, and again, Kim Kardashian surrounded by sycophants, surrounded by the left. The Clintons moved in and said, hey, man, tell Kanye he needs to talk about this. Tell him he needs to say this during concerts. Tell this. Tell him that he needs to push the vaccine. Whispering in her ear. And they become so powerful that now Kim Kardashian has the kids and Kanye West is feeling desperate, and when he tried to do the right thing by just buying a home near Kim Kardashian's home so he could be with his children, I can't imagine a more powerful, desperate need of a good father to be with your kids because without your children, life isn't worth living. This is what happened. Because, you know, the media ridiculed me for getting the house next door to Kim to see my children. And they even said that I was stalking her and her new boyfriend because I bought the house next door to see my children. And I, that's, that's how I knew that, that, uh, that my mom had said that to him. I said, Dad, you know, they moved us to 
one of the most dangerous, agreed upon to be one of the most dangerous yep. places in the world. It's almost yeah. like they tried to kill me or something. Yeah. Uh, I said, Dad, why didn't you ever, why'd you never come to get us? And that's when he told me, that's when he told me that she was told that. You know, there's so many things that are put in Kim's head. You know, they bring influencers. Like, mm -hmm. no one ever knew where Corey Gamble came from. No one in the world knows where Gabby came from. These people were practically made in a laboratory. Now, the, uh, the remarkable thing, you know, you always hear about how the uh, Soviets would break up families and, uh, you know, they have kids reporting on their mom and dad uh, <clears throat> and breaking up the family, and that's happening. you got uh, kids being uh, told one thing at school, they can have their own identity. If they go home, uh, don't tell mom and dad. There's that. Uh, there are a million ways that the government and, the, uh, and schools are, are working very hard to get between you and your family, and chances are maybe you have a rift in your family just because of politics, because the Democrat Party is saying that one party, one group of people, their words are verboten. They are, uh, they are fascists. They they are mega fascists. Uh, you know, uh, right now, Kanye West right now has just ostracized himself from a gigantic group of people. But hopefully people will see his truth that he is and he is risking it all. This man is a billionaire. He is risking it all. And he said it like he could have gone along. He could have not done this, but he did it. And I hope that this means that there can be some change that we all of us, liberal, Democrat, black, white, whatever, can come together, turn this thing around. Because if we continue to go down the path of the left, it's over. But I don't think we're going to let it happen. Let's take a break and come back. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Democrats shut down our businesses and schools. They forced us to take a vaccine, and now they want our vote. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. It's the Rob Carson Show. Again, Monday, in case you haven't heard, Dr. Michael Savage is going to be joining me on the show. He, he left the uh, radio after 26 years. He has not been on the radio since. Monday will be the first time that he is on the air since departing the airwaves. Uh, I discovered that he's a fan of the, the show, and it's uh, enormously, uh, uh, I'm just, uh, I was a little overwhelmed. And I asked him if he would uh, come on my show. And he said he would. So uh, on Monday on the show, I think this is going to be pretty amazing. I know that he has much to say, and uh, and we will uh, bring it to you on Monday. And I'll be doing the entire weekend uh, doing show prep as well, by the way, because we're going to knock it out of the ballpark. Um, you know, there's been a lot of mud slung during this uh, election in the state of Georgia. There are two men of color who are running for um for Senate, and one of them is uh, very radical left, supposedly a man of cloth, but is anything but, and that is Raphael Warnock. And another man uh, is Herschel Walker, an ex-athlete, and a uh, woman has come forward, surprisingly, anonymously, before the election and said that uh, Herschel Walker paid for her abortion. Now, regardless of uh, how you feel about it, uh, if you are a Christian, then um, you can accept uh, that if this happened, he has uh, asked for forgiveness and been forgiven. One thing that has been missing out of this entire abortion equation, and I'm going to call out the men in the audience on this, because, you know, we've really been able to take advantage of the sexual revolution. Uh, we didn't have to get married to have sex. Uh, we just had sex. We just had lots and lots of sex. It's gotten even worse, because right now, if you just want to have sex, all you got to do is swipe your phone. And that, unfortunately, has even cheapened uh, women even further. 
you know, uh, and I and I wish that, uh, like, for my daughter is 17 years old. She has a boyfriend. They do not curse. They do not drink. Uh, they don't, eh. Um, and that's just the way it is. They have traditional masculine and feminine roles. Nobody is dominant in the relationship. They are equal. And every morning when I think that she is going to have the day with her friend, her, her boyfriend, David, I sign the cross. But uh, men have, a lot of men have been pigs over the years. And I would venture to say that um, millions of men have paid for abortions. Regardless of how the woman felt about it. Oops, we got pregnant. Hey, here's the deal. I'll pay for the abortion. Uh, Here's the check. See ya. I'm waiting to hear from those irresponsible men. I'm waiting to hear from the man who abandoned his responsibility with my friend Nancy when he was in college. His dad and he said, we'll pay for the abortion. She said, no, they hounded her to get that. They hounded you did this and that and your life is going to be over and this. And guess what? Her son is still around. So I want to hear from the men who are a part of this because it takes two sides. And frequently a woman, if she gets an abortion, she's left hanging. She's left to deal with the emotional trauma of it, the guilt of it. Why do I know this? Well, my first girlfriend's. She broke down in tears about a month into us dating. And she said, I'm going to tell you something, but I don't want you to hate me for it. And she knew I was adopted. She said I had an abortion. And I said, first of all, you don't don't need forgiveness from me. And if you've asked for forgiveness, you're forgiven. And of course, I care for you. Of course. And I know that there are many women in the audience who didn't have that reaction. A lot of the times you you go to the clinic, you write the check, you go in, you have it done, and you leave, and you're left with it. I got a friend in uh, Minneapolis who used to do uh, a radio show with. She is a uh, big, big uh, pro-life speaker now. Used to be as left of center as you could possibly imagine. But here's Whoopi Goldberg yesterday trying to pin, I don't know what the hell she's trying to say. Uh, she's talking about women, and, uh, and, and her, her comments about abortion and Herschel Walker are so misguided. I'll try to explain them. Why don't you give the same grace to women who find themselves in a position of having to have an abortion? She's talking about people who are willing to say to Herschel Walker, we, if this did happen, we can, we can still support you. If that's where we're going with this, you know, one of the first commandments in the Catholic idiom is that, you know, there are, you will have no gods before me. And, and yet, people are acting like God, and thou, saying... Thou shalt not judge. Well, yeah, oh, that's kind of what I judging. thought. So. Just because... People are willing to say that if Herschel Walker is a Christian man and he's moved on and he's asked for forgiveness and he's made his life better, doesn't mean that America has not done the same to women. And I will tell you, with regard to women, I would venture to say it would be uh, much more of a uh, a net negative for a man to just pay for an abortion and walk away than a woman who has to live with it the rest of her life. I would hope that anyone, any woman in the audience who's had an abortion, I know there are many, know that uh, 
that you don't have to carry this with the rest of you, you the rest of your life. You're going to have that memory, but don't torture yourself for the rest of your life. My mother gave me up. Uh, she was impregnated uh, through a sexual assault, and she moved out on a farm. <coughs> she had to uh, deal with it herself. She gave to birth to me, and she came back to the family. The family didn't find out till years later. And then I was welcomed into that family a couple years ago. All right, we're going to move on to other stuff. Uh, the last hour of the Rob Carson Show on this Friday, right ahead. Don't go anywhere. Carson on the radio. Oh, thank God. It's the Rob Carson Show. This is my favorite song. It is uh, Show Me How to Live by uh, Audio Slave. Let's look at the lyrics. <laughs> All right, so uh, we have the last hour of the show. We have the last hour of the show, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we do. And uh, and I've, res- you know, we, we've obviously we covered some heavy stuff today. I get it. Uh, I thought the uh, the Kanye West interview was gigantic, just because I've been an advocate for um, the black community, um, adoption, fostering. Uh, inner city violence for uh, all my adult life uh, as a broadcaster. And it was so wonderful to see this happen after so many uh, years and so many generations have been lost. And there's a long way to go. But but one of the uh, just enormous positives of last night is that some truth was exposed by one of the most powerful influencers uh, in popular culture uh, and in black culture. And I think it's marvelous. I think it's marvelous. Uh, I think it's groundbreaking. So uh, that said, uh, we do have some other things we want to get to, including the, uh, the President of the United States. Here is our, here's President Doofy. Uh, you remember, he has, he has a hard time talking, by the way. Uh, this time, he's, uh, he's very proud about, uh, about uh, products made in America. So proud that he said this. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. He has three words, actually. He's, uh, that's uh, three words. It's, it's only, uh, it's not two. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. Here's another infirmed person uh, running for office. This is uh, John Fetterman in Pennsylvania. The difference between them is one of them wears a $5,000 suit, but they're just as dangerous. And we need to make sure what is on the line in this race. Fetterman defending himself from criticism by Oz that his health makes him unfit for office. Oz recently released his own health records where his doctors say he is in excellent health. So the Democrat Party is uh, so down with winning that they are willing to uh, do anything to get in the body of the office, including put someone in office who is infirmed, prop that person up with millions and millions and millions of dollars, get them into office knowing that they are physically and mentally ailing. I mean, desperately, desperately ailing. But they are so willing to, uh, to put this person, get this person in office, they're willing to look past this. I find it just remarkable. Every time the Democrat Party uh, reaches a low, they find a new one. It's kind of crazy. 
It's kind of crazy. And they're trying to pass madness off to the American people, and they're trying to uh, turn the country upside down. One of the things that they are trying to do, and, and again, if they think this is going to work, uh, then fine. I, I would venture to say that it's not going to work. I would venture to say that we're done with this nonsense, particularly with regard to uh, transgenderism. That's the latest. I want you to just back up and, and fly above this at about 50,000 feet and look down and see that in the year 2022, we have children's hospitals around the country who are um, willing <clears throat> to uh, bring children in, uh, children going through puberty or before puberty and have healthy tissue removed because of a mental problem. Uh, you know, when you are born, you are a male or female. Uh, you and you and I used to say as when I was a kid or when my kids were kids and this is kind of crazy it wasn't that all long ago my daughter's 16 uh, you know I'd say uh, uh, you know if you're a, a boy you have a pee pee and if you're a girl you have a nina and uh, and that was it you you had the you know the XY and the X chromosome and all that stuff and it was undeniable um, and and now we have medical professionals we have psycho psychological counselors who are willing to stop listen we've got somebody in the HHS named Rachel Levine who was a man uh, through marriage and children a middle management dude decides to become a woman get, becomes the woman of the year and is dictating policy with regard to radical transgender surgery and hormone treatment this is insanity if you would take a healthy little girl who's, say, 11 years old, convinced that she's a boy, and put her on puberty blockers to stop puberty from happening. Puberty is a natural phenomenon. It's what the body goes through. It's the, uh, in the, in the, let me explain it for those who don't, for the, with, uh, with uh, boys, it's the spermy thing, and with girls, it's the eggy thing. But we have doctors in our country, and this isn't in uh, laboratories in Germany in 1939 or 1940. There are doctors in this country who'll take that little girl, and they'll put her on hormone treatment uh, surgery, uh, and then they'll give her a hysterectomy, and they will remove and leave massive scars under their breast remove healthy breath tissue before they develop or while they're developing uh, and and then remove a piece a big flap of skin from the arm leaving a big scar on the arm and fashion it into a uh, uh, a penis uh, that isn't really a penis it's just a, a piece of flesh that's left living hanging between your legs I, I'm just going to be honest that's what it is and then for little boys, the uh, uh, hormone blockers, breast implants, hormones, sometimes you don't need breast implants, and removal of the penis and using the exterior skin to create an artificial vagina. My son had surgery when he was one year old. It was for something else. Uh, and I remember watching him being wheeled into the operating room and, and freaking out, just weeping like he's going to surgery. I can't imagine a parent who would say, okay, let's do this. Voltaire said, those who can make you believe absurdities can make you commit atrocities but we have some news about uh, athletes and athleticism and transgenderism and we'll get to that in a second when you're a man who calls himself a girl it can be a bonus oh bonus thank you i thought he was gonna say something else there that's when you compete with women you have to hide this is jim gossip by the way wow that pair of cojones cut them off I can cycle against the girls that's my choice here comes the chorus I can steal their medals 
with this manly voice Cause the left makes me feel The left makes me feel The left makes me feel like a transgender woman He needs a voice sex to me When I compete with females da, 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 da. I'm the one that's feared da, 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 da. Cause I'm the only person in the race with a beard But somehow I feel yes. The left makes me feel They make me feel like a transgender woman Background singers The, uh, the British Journal of uh, Sports Medicine has, this is the British Journal of Sports Medicine. They've been being published for a number of years, and they have published the results of a recent study on the cardiopulmonary capacity and muscle strength of trans transgender women versus biological women. In other words, uh, people were born uh, who went through the spermy thing or versus the eggy thing, and the guys who go, the people who go through the spermy thing and become women uh they're stronger but i know i'm a little surprised too i'm a little freaked out by this after seeing liam thomas be a mediocre swimmer until uh her his junior year and then decides to become a woman and wins everything uh, i like to call that psychosexual assault by the way that's what it is when you uh when you just take a man and put him into a woman's locker room or or take a man and put him into a woman's uh uh competition think about it, the un ungodly injustice and travesty of a man suddenly being able to compete with women and what the women go through for god's sake in heaven will you just and i'm talking to the men in the audience just put yourself in her shoes for crying out loud so cardiopulmonary capacity and muscle strength in a transgender woman meaning born with the spermy thing uh, on long-term gender-affirming hormone therapy is a, a cross-generational study is what it was called. And it turns out that transgender women born with the spermy thing uh, have more muscle mass and cardiopulmonary capacity than biological women. Yeah, I know. So uh, men are stronger and faster and have a larger cardiopulmonary uh, capacity. Um, if you don't believe me, look at the uh, Guinness Book of World Records or the Olympics for as long as they've been held or women's tennis, or women's basketball, or uh, MMA fighting, or weightlifting, or uh, cross-country, or I could go on and on. If you want to go on and on, men and women can compete. It's just when it involves strength, uh, lung capacity, speed, generally, duh. Okay? Duh. Uh, in this small uh, cohort of the non-athlete, uh, who were previously exposed to male puberty, puberty development underwent long-term estrogen therapy, meaning you had the spermy thing and then you started taking these hormones. Uh, we identified a higher grip strength with uh, people born boys. Well, that could be for a number of reasons, but we won't go into that. Uh, anyway, higher grip strength and, uh, and oxygen levels than in non-athletes, okay? So basically, um, duh, Men are stronger than women. And, and literally, we live in a country that is so clueless. Uh, we live in, in a country where, uh, and a world, by the way, where the medical profession has, is acting dumbfounded about this. I know, we're not even doctors, right? This is nuts. This is nuts.
Oh, and you want to hear something else? Listen to this. This is, oh, my God. You want to talk about the psychosexual assault? Listen to this. And, and I got to tell you, uh, wow, if this ever happened to my daughter's school, I, I think I might drive my, uh, my new Ford Bronco that I'm getting hopefully soon right through the front door. But I wouldn't. Uh, here we go. Uh, Florida high school girls, female athletes, have been asked about their menstrual cycles and asked to share data with a sports tech firm. Can you imagine that? Remember when you were in uh, in middle school and high school, and you'd go in and you drop trow and the, the you know stand there with a bunch of other people, and and it was your sports physical, and all you really had to do is let them hear your heartbeat, and then you, you get a cold hand right down there, and you go, huh! and they like, oh, okay, remember that. Female student-athletes are asked to complete questions about their periods, data shared with school officials now being collected by third parties. This is in Florida. Some schools have been doing this. Uh, some are concerned that it could, be, uh, it could even be used to persecute in cases of abortion. Others say that trans students couldn't be targeted given Florida's new law banning trans athletes from competing in girls' sports. Plus, uh, uh, when you're born of the spermy things, uh, you don't... Um, you, you don't menstruate, yeah. It's kind of like this, I guess. Have you or any member of your family ever been diagnosed schizophrenic, mentally incompetent? My uncle thought he was St. Jerome. I'd call that a big yes. Uh, are you habitually using drugs, stimulants, alcohol? No. Just asking. Are you, Alice, menstruating right now? What has that got to do with it? Back off, man. I'm a scientist. <laughs> Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Time to put critical race theory in critical condition. It's the Rob Carson Show. Got a uh, heads up uh, louder with Crowder. They have a story on uh, a lot of EVs, electric vehicles, being disabled uh, during uh, Hurricane Ian. Uh, the batteries corrode and fires have been starting, apparently. I don't know if you knew this, but uh, when an EV battery starts... Uh, when it starts on fire, it burns at about 1,500 degrees Fahrenheit, and it's really hard to put it out. Uh, it's kind of like that China syndrome <laughs> with a nuclear power plant, a little bit like that. Um, I, and I'll just say it again, I, I mean, honestly. Uh, this, whole, this whole EV thing, and, and nothing against you if you've got an EV, and congratulations, you, chances are it runs on fossil fuel. Uh, and it does. I mean, 85% of the country generally uh, is, is powered by fossil fuel, clean-burning natural gas, uh, much cleaner coal, by the way, petroleum and whatnot. Uh, and, and an interesting thing about fossil fuel is it's organic. Yeah, it's, uh, it comes from the earth. It was made by the earth, and it's uh, removed from the earth. And we had the genius to make it into fuel. And think about what we've done to it. It's been miraculous. But the pollution. Yeah, but you know what? We used to poop in a box outside, and we also had to ride horseback across the country, and it took us three months to cross the United States, and half of your family would die of, you know, sedentary, not sedentary, sedentary is when you sit on your ass. That's what's happening now in America. We got a whole bunch of people, uh, I was thinking dysentery. Dysentery is what they used to die of. They die of sedentary now. <laughs> so... But, you know, this is the thing. This is the green dream. This is the green idiocy. Uh, they decided to go for broke. Instead of making hybrids, which would be the smart thing to do, which would bring your mileage up, they thought they could just get rid of fossil fuels by forcing it. And it's, it's doing a face plant. Nobody wants them. The American people don't want the, uh, the EVs. And, and certainly, I'll tell you, anybody uh, worth their salt who is a blue-collar American who has a construction business or has a farm, nobody wants these. Nobody wants these things. I saw, I think, the Tesla, they have a new uh, tractor-trailer. 
uh, you know, tractor trailer the thing probably weighs uh, you know ten thousand pounds more than a regular tractor trailer runs on batteries. And and uh, no, it's not going to take over anytime soon. It's just not going unless they figure out like uh, a fission, nuclear, or is it fusion? Fusion's the one they haven't figured out yet. Fusion, the one they alluded at in the Spider-Man movie with Doc Ock. If you can capture the power of the sun, which is that explosion, in a controlled fashion, then power is, you know, endless. It's like the end of uh, uh, Back to the Future when he took the can and he dropped it in the back in the, in the, in the uh, Fusion-O-Matic in the back of the car. Because everything that we have has energy. It keeps it together. And if you can break those binds, enormous energy comes out of it. If that happens, then we will have unlimited power. But in the meantime, we don't. We don't. Hey, uh, John Kennedy's a pretty funny guy. I'm talking about the uh, senator. And, uh, and, you know, one of the things that I say at the end of my show every day, and the reason why I say don't catch the stupid, is not because I think I'm smarter than you. It's not because I think I'm intellectually superior to anyone. It's because um, the, the government tries to pull a lot of stupid crap on you, and if you believe it, it makes you stupid. So if you think that standing <clears throat> six feet from somebody because they have a deadly virus and you're safe, but if you're five feet from them and you'll die, then you've caught the stupid. All right, if you think that your kid needs a booster when uh, COVID never kills kids unless they have mega turbo uh, comorbidities, then uh, you're, you caught the stupid. Um, there's a lot of ways you can catch the stupid, and, and apparently the whole stupid thing is catching on because here is, uh, here is uh, John Kennedy with his new campaign ad. Stupidity is painful. The left thinks that by defunding the police, we're going to stop crime. The left thinks that vetting people at our southern border is racist. The left thinks that government employees have a constitutional right to talk to five-year-olds about sexuality. Yeah. I know. It's frustrating to me, too. <laughs> to see our country, which was founded by geniuses, yes. being run by idiots. Oh, yes. But still, I'm an optimistic guy. Me, too. I have hope for my liberal friends. Jellyfish. Hello, little jellyfish have survived for 165 million years without a brain. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That is uh, that is fantastic. I'm, I'm trying to do a little mop up here at the end of the show because there were a few things that I wanted to get to before the end of the show. I haven't had a chance to uh, to get to today. Oh, oh, and this is interesting. You know, um, uh, a lot of people are panicking at Twitter because uh, Twitter has been a faculty lounge forever. And Twitter now is being confronted with the possibility they have to make money for their shareholders. And all these little snowflakes in the Twitter board who have uh, whizzed on free speech and listened to the government and done the, what the government has asked them to do for restricting freedom of speech are terrified that things are going to be turned upside down and you bet you there but they are but here is uh, steve bannon saying what is in store with regard to the twitter deal what has hung uh, the twitter deal up and uh, it's not good for uh, the left um very close sources that is because twitter came back and said hey we'll actually knock a couple of billion dollars off the price mm -hmm. if you commit to two things Number one, not let the Trump and the conservatives back on Twitter that yeah. we've already banned. Yeah. Right. Number two, if you may, if you allow the management team to stay. And my understanding is that Elon Musk was not prepared to do either one. I love that. So he wants Trump back on. He wants conservatives back on without being censored, uh, among other things. And he uh, wants to fire a whole lot of people. Just what the doctor ordered. Let's take a break. Come back and wrap things up. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show.
You hear that guitar right there? Crank that up a little bit. This is a guy named Philip Sace. Turn up the music. Turn up the music. Uh, can turn, yeah, listen. Now, normally I don't have musical guests on, but Philip Sace, you can bring it down. Philip Sace is a young man, and he is, uh, he's, uh, he is Stevie Ray Vaughan meets um, Jimi Hendrix, meets uh, Frank Marino, meets Steve Vai. Amazing. We're going to get him on the show. Uh, I just discovered him. And listen, I, uh, I like music, so we're going to do that. Uh, listen, uh, Michael Savage, Dr. Michael Savage, returns to the radio. Uh, he's going to do it on my show on Monday. Don't miss it. Also, watch Newsmax coverage of the Trump rally tomorrow night and then my show, Rob Carson's What in the World. God bless you, your family, our first responders, particularly those in Florida, the unborn, and you. And until Monday, don't catch the stupid. I'll see you then.